Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. The Christian lawyer who pled guilty to illegally working to overturn the election. And later, we're joined by Crystal Armstrong. She's a pastor's wife and women's ministry director at Renew Church. They have a big event we're going to talk to her about. You're listening to The Common Good. Welcome back to The Common Good on this Thursday evening. My name is Aubrey Sampson alongside my co-host Brian Fromm. So thrilled that you are with us today. If you've missed any of today's show, we'd love to invite you to go back, catch up on the old podcast. Also want to remind you that just for another few days, we're partnering with our friends at Bible League International to bring Bibles to Christians around the world who don't have God's word, but are longing for God's word. Go to our website, 1160hope.com. Click on the Bible League banner. $5 gives the gift of a Bible. We just have a few more days. We'd love to invite you to be a part of that. All right, Brian, I don't know if you saw this story. Um, It's been kind of all over the news, depending on the news you read, but um, a professing Christian who's also an attorney, Mm -hmm. Jenna Ellis, I believe is her name. She Mm -hmm. uh, pled guilty to illegally conspiring to overturn former President Trump's election loss in Georgia. And this is pretty powerful. She says, as an attorney who is also a Christian, I take my responsibilities as a lawyer very seriously. And I endeavor to be a person of sound moral and ethical character in all of my dealings. Um, did you did you come across this story at all? Yeah, yeah. This is, I mean, uh, interestingly, a lot of the, it just depends who you listen to and what you believe. Yeah, a lot sure. of the people who were president, former President Trump's inner circle seem to be pleading guilty down in that Georgia case. And now yeah. she's one of them. And, yeah. uh, you know. I think a lot of very pro President Trump people see this as a way to kind of move this up the totem pole to try to get him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Other people, you know, take a less cynical view of it. But with her specifically, you know, Aubrey, it feels like the there was some great hubris, right? In people yeah. Great, yeah. Uh, who made claims that they didn't mm-hmm. know were true or not. And as a yeah. lawyer, and as a person who's very actively professing their faith, this is yeah. the, the the danger of people in politics and in other places in the public eye who who so put out there their faith, but you yeah. start to go, yeah, then please do all you can to to mm. like try to match it up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> please do yeah. all you can. Because, you know, people who kind of like in politics who use their faith as like something I'm going to hang myself on, mm-hmm. like I'm going to like. I'm known as this. Mm-hmm. They so often, I don't know why this is, they so often end up in these sort of scenarios where you're like, I just wish you hadn't you hadn't played the Jesus card so loudly if you yeah. were then going to do things. Totally. It's, so. it's, I mean, this is, you know, akin to like the, the Christian fish on the back of the car and the driver's 
flipping everyone the bird and being right. the jerk on the road. You know, it's sort of like, oh, just maybe don't be so loud about the name no, of Jesus I while know. you're trying to lie about something. It, it's interesting. In her statement, she kind of sort of implicated Giuliani, but then did yeah. say like, look, I was trying to represent Trump to the best of my ability. I relied on others, including lawyers with much more experience than I do to provide me with true and reliable information. But she does say she failed to do her due diligence to make sure that facts were in facts, in fact, true. There's if so I many, knew, yeah. The, go there's ahead. So, there's so many angles to these stories yeah. coming out of Georgia. And this, like when we all, at the end of the election, right, in 2020. Yeah. There were people that I knew that I respect who thought that some shenanigans had happened. Yeah, yeah. People. But the brazenness and the definitiveness through which some of these people, Sidney Powell or Rudy Giuliani, or in this case, Jenna Ellis, the brazenness through which they like said, not only did it happen, but here's the people responsible. Here's how it happened. We have to overturn this, all of this. I even remember in the moment going, well, you better be right. Yeah. Like some big claims. Yeah. You yeah. Better be right. And, yeah. Uh, you know, whether you want. Like, I get it. You you put all this time into a candidate and you want to believe. That of course. They won. If, and again, yeah. there's people that I know who I have high respect for who still think to this mm -hmm. day that stuff happened. But yeah. I, when you're a lawyer and then on top of that, we on the show would like to say when you're a, a very outspoken professing Christian. Yeah. Like Jenna Ellis, you got to be really careful about facts and what can be used against you obviously what could be used against you criminally or right you know however she's being charged. right but even as where it causes people to shake their head and go oh see you're just another one of those christians who used the name of jesus to try mm. to get what you wanted or try mm. and i know she was very apologetic and yeah which i appreciate so yeah yep let's take her at face value but you want to believe that like oh gosh what you could see this coming, I guess, is what I'd want to say. You could kind of see yeah, this and coming, even from the first day they, they were speaking in those ways. I feel like it goes back to a little bit of you and I have kind of talked about on here, like how important it is. I feel like especially, especially, not especially now, always it's been important, but it feels like kind of urgent now to be people of truth. So whether you're yeah. spreading, whether you're spreading news without having done the work, right. Yeah. To find yeah. out what, what the angle of the story is, whether you're uh, like doing some weird fear mongering tactics on social media, or whether you're straight up backing up something that's a lie, or whether we've talked about some of these Christian leaders who like faked their resumes, like it, you just kind of keep hearing some of these stories and going, yeah, I think our witness really, matters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like yeah. I shouldn't even have to say that. And so that means being a person of integrity. And it doesn't mean being perfect. It doesn't mean mm -hmm. we all make mistakes. We all, you know, but um, I, I guess like I, I maybe I'm pointing the finger at myself. Like, do I do the due diligence that needs to be done to make sure that like the things I'm promoting, backing, et cetera, are truthful things and saying are truthful things. Yeah. And just, you know, you just want to check, just need to check our witness, I feel I like. And, that's a I, I think that's an important point here because, again, we all roll our eyes at lawyers. Like this lady, she's yeah. a lawyer and a politician. Right. Like, that's kind of the – Whatever. The right. Yeah. But I think the important takeaway for us is if we claim to be a follower of Jesus, uh, then we are claiming something about our our reliance and our belief in truth. Yeah. And so if you play 
uh, loose with the truth, then you're also playing loose with your witness. And people are going to go, well, if you were lying here, then why would you believe this? Or if Mm. you were talking about conspiracy theories here, then do you, you know, it it calls into question the thing that we believe is most important. And so uh, this is why we talk on the show about being the last ones to just believe in internet stories. Yeah. To just spread gossip around. Yeah. it's not just unbiblical and sinful, but it also really hurts the witness of the church to That's go, it. That's oh, Christians it. don't really believe this. They're mm. not really, they, they use the truth when it, when it mm. serves them well. So if you're out there and you're somebody who's, who tends to bend the truth a lot for your own advantages, I would say beyond that being sinful, I would also say that it, that it hurts, uh, the witness of yeah, who Jesus church. is and what he's done. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And so we are people of truth and we have to, therefore the bar has got to be higher for us. Yeah. I, th- I think that's it. I think the bar has to be higher for us. And, and I know sometimes we kind of fall back on like, well, Christians aren't perfect. We're just like right. everybody else. But I do think like, you know, we, t- we talked earlier about Natalie Runyon and green room culture, like kind of just this idea that like, there is a mantle for us as Christians, as people yes. who are united with the Holy spirit and bearing the name of Jesus. And, um, that we, we can't, I don't know that, that, that kind of fear of God thing, right? Like, have we actually lost the fear of God? And let's, I think, you know, this isn't to shame people, but I think for all of us to kind of check ourselves, like our, yeah. is our integrity yeah. intact? And if not, let's do the work to, let's do the work to get there and take that seriously. That's right. That's right. Okay, well, coming up next, this is kind of a strange thing to talk about. I think it's actually really important. Britney Spears memoir came out just mm-hmm. last week and heavy, heavy stuff. I think there's a lot to talk about with parenting and pop culture and even our commodification of young girls in entertainment. So we're going to talk about that when we return. You're listening to The Common Good on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Brian, would you call yourself a Britney Spears fan? That is probably (laughs) a bit further than I'd be willing to go. (laughs) Yes, Uh, yes. You know, we all had our moments, you know, when she first came out of – uh, enjoying, you know, whoa, she's a bit of the, her, what was it always her and Christina Aguilera, they yeah. were the runners to uh, Taylor Swift and all of them now. Yeah, but that's true. I was a little old, I would say, and a little too male to consider myself fair. a fan, fair, but fair, she, fair. Was, she was quite the phenomenon. I'll bet you, you had a stage though. Well, I have two specific Britney Spears memories. Uh, I, I, I mean, well, let me say the memories and then I'll come back to Britney Spears. One, when I was a middle school youth pastor, our our volunteer staff made a whole Hit Me Baby One More Time dance video did. in the gym. And I'm thinking now about my, fr- my friend Jen's husband, Justin, dressed up as Britney Spears. Like he wore like a – you probably can't get away with that now, but – did a whole, we had a whole dance routine and I wish I could find that video. I need to, I need to access it. I have no idea. My guess is, my guess is we were promoting like, and now buy tickets to winter camp. You know know what I mean? Like there probably wasn't a clear connection, but it would be fun. And also sign up for small groups. You know what I mean? Cause we're a fun (laughs) church. Like something like that. No real purpose. Yeah. No real purpose. Just something for us to do in our early twenties. My second memory is this. And I feel like this actually probably depends my relationship with Britney Spears music pretty well. I had a friend one time say, a guy in college say, 
Britney Spears music is kind of like, okay, if I'm turning the dial on the radio station back when you did that, and there's a Britney Spears song, maybe like one out of the five times I come across the song, I'll sit and I'll listen to it and I'll sing along. The other times I'm going to pass. And I feel like that's true of me. Like I was just never a big Britney Spears fan. I wasn't a big pop pop music fan or like top 20 fan for a long top 40 fan for a long time but that was the stage where everybody it all felt kind of fakey too yeah totally totally uh, you know the jessica simpson yes all of that it it always felt like i'm not sure they're actually singing (laughs) you definitely didn't know if they were actually singing and a lot of it was very like new not nuanced um the generate yeah yeah yeah. there was all there was like a whole system behind britney spears it is you know you you look back on her as an adult and you have some compassion like oh man she was like a young teenage girl and they were like commodifying her and objectifying her and men were saying disgusting things about her and they were putting her in like these baby doll outfits and i mean you know just a lot of a lot of strange stuff but anyway bring up britney spears i know it probably sounds random to some of our listeners Her memoir came out last week, and basically some things have come out that probably you would have guessed if you really, really thought about it, but a lot that was like intentionally covered. Um, you know, some of her life was really, really devastating. We've seen some of this that she, you know, she's been imprisoned under this conservatorship. She like couldn't see her sons without approval. Her driving license or driver's license was confiscated. And, you know, I don't know all the reasons behind that. That was lifted, I think, two years ago. But part of her story was also just like um, she didn't have a lot of choices in her music. Uh, This, you know, relationship she had with Justin Timberlake. I think this was kind of a shocking one that apparently she uh became pregnant and abortion. he yeah. encouraged her to have an abortion she says pressured her to have an abortion um yeah. there's also some stuff about her mom like giving her cocktails when she was like 13 years old and kind of making her her drinking buddy yeah, and oh, uh, you man. read it and it, it is you, we've all watched it in real time yeah. right From yeah the shaving of the head to the she right. just seems to have unraveled and you read this stuff and you're like oh you were basically a commodity to your parents early yeah, on. You yes. were a cat cow. Yeah. Everything from being part of the Mickey Mouse Kateers all the way up through, mm-hmm. you know, dating Justin Timberlake. And mm-hmm. it was my guess is if a good counselor got a hold of her, they would figure out she was never a kid. Yeah, I she think that's right, able, Brian. Her mm-hmm. parents always they treated her as in like, like I said, they're the way to make money. Yeah. Uh, she was constantly on the stage and she probably never knew anything else. And so she gets a little older. It's not shocking that it appears that she literally mentally broke down yeah. and is still dealing with the ramifications of this. And yeah. Yeah. I, w- I would bet she lays in bed at night going, I have no idea who I am. So I'm yeah, sure it she sad. does. It, it's it's really sad. I, and I feel like I remember at one point, it's hard to know if this was all just part of the package too, that she expressed some type of faith in Jesus. So you were like, Oh, then it kind of was like, Oh God, would you like meet her in all of this? I have, I, for a minute, I followed her on, on Instagram, I think it was her. It might have been a fake account, but it just seemed like uh, I don't think she's okay. You know, mm-hmm. here's what's an interesting kind of an interesting thought. So, of course, you mentioned the shaving the head moment, or we were all like, "Oh, she's 
not well. Yep. She's from her perspective, she was actually saying, look, there was way too much pressure on me. And so shaving my head was actually kind of a strong act. Like I was trying to send a message. I'd been the good girl for years. I smiled politely and quietly while TV show hosts leered at me. Mm. Meanwhile, parents are saying I'm destroying their children because I was wearing a crop top and I was tired of it. So I shaved my head, but instead of being seen as an act of strength or rebellion, it was used as like the sign of her instability, right? Like I think it was within a year she was placed under the conservatorship. And maybe, you know, it's hard to know, like because of the devastating childhood, like maybe there was some instability. Clearly, Mm -hmm. you know, like you, you, for anybody, I think that would be true. Like you said, you didn't get to be a child. You're used by your parents. The world has a lot of feelings about you and they're being very loud about it. And, you know, I don't even really know what the angle here, if there's a lesson here, Brian, but it's sad to me, like the the way, yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I think the way that we consume entertainment, the way we consume people, especially young teenage girls, like, I, I don't know, like it makes you think today of like an Olivia Rodrigo, I don't know how old she is now, but some of the Taylor Swift's an adult now. Right. But like some of the younger ones, even Taylor is a young girl, like, like, are we, how much are we kind of playing into this and uh, you know, the pressure that they felt. And I mean, I think there's a whole lesson in parenting here. Right. So one of the hard things about the Britney Spears saga is it's not like she's writing this from a good spot. She's not like yeah. out on the other side. Yeah. And yeah. You still watch her on Instagram or other places and you're like, you're just crying for attention and mm-hmm. you're, you're still a little girl. You're broken. Yeah, yeah. I think the biggest lesson in this is parenting. It's uh, the things they did to her, nothing criminal, but the things they did to her in the name of a career at the yeah. age, I think, Parents shouldn't do. And it just the ripple effects throughout her whole life of trying to get you clearly crying out for approval and Hmm. uh, needing to be seen and all of this. I would think it all goes back to those early years of being put out in the spotlight uh, as a way of making money. And it's sad. It's really sad. I think there's a parenting thing here that goes, hey, just let your kid be a kid. Just let Let your kid kid grow up. Let them be a kid. Even if they have a phenomenal talent, figure out how to use that talent in a way that they're excited about and in a healthy way. And that there's so much unhealthiness in that family from the documentaries and the books Mm -hmm. that it's it's unbelievable. And then you add on top of that, that new story about her getting an abortion, Uh, Justin Timberlake. And you're like, uh, Oh, you had no chance. Like you just had no chance. No chance. I hate the end of the show. And we thought we would do something to make you laugh or at least entertain Brian and myself. All right. I saw this on X, Brian. Somebody said you add the year you turn 10 to the GIF search bar and see what shows up. So I wanted us to do that on air. But then I also thought we could do like the years we were born. Okay. Maybe our marriage year. So let's start with when you turn 10. So I'm, I guess How, what is it? What do we do? Search. So I, okay, I don't know. I'm, I'm an old lady here, but I typed in GIF search. The year I turned 10 is 1988. So I'm just going to do that. Okay, image searches. Here's the best ones. Are you ready for this? Yes. We were born in different years, so this hopefully will be entertaining. What year did you put? Uh, 1988. The year I turned 10. Oh, year you turned 10. I thought you were saying that's... What are you you trying to I thought you said the year you were born. So in Google, I write give search comma 1987. That's what I did. Let's see what happens. There might be a better way to do this, but okay. Oh, I like these. 1988 gifts. Chucky. Yes. Yep. 
Uh, ooh, hi, I'm Chucky. You want to play? Uh, WrestleMania came up. Yes. Uh, whoa, lots of WrestleMania. Bruce Willis came up from uh, Die Hard. Um, let's see. MTV Music Videos Run DMC is on here. Uh, Cindy Crawford, but it's a very young Cindy Crawford. Yep. Uh, Roadrunner. Um, so some Looney Tunes stuff. Uh, March Madness from 1988. You might know who this coach is, but I'm probably not going to. Oh, here's a good one. Punky Brewster. Punky Brewster. Punky Brewster. So I'm getting a lot of, uh, I'm getting a lot of from 1987. I'm getting a lot of Michael Jackson. Okay, nice. I am getting a lot of uh, Good Morning Vietnam, Robin Williams. yes, yeah. Uh, I don't know why this one has NyQuil. Must have been a commercial going on. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Let's see. It appears I see three different ones from um, Princess Bride. So it was the Princess Bride, a uh, 1987. I don't know, maybe. Uh, And then a lot of uh, Michael Jordan. A lot of Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan slam dunk contest. Yeah, he came in the league in 84, but 87, he was kind of like becoming the man. So, all right. All right, I'm going to my birth year now, 1978. Uh, First thing that comes up is Grease. Frenchie from Grease popping her bubblegum. Blondie, the singer, is coming up. Uh, uh, Bill Murray on Saturday Night Live is coming up. That's kind of fun. Um, Let's see. Dawn of the Dead. Van Halen. Snoopy. That's okay. A big one. Lots of Saturday Night Live, like old school Saturday Night Live people are coming up. So f- uh, for 1977, my yeah. birth year, I'm getting a lot of Star Wars. Nice. And this one's a little sad, but I'm getting a lot of Elvis because that is the year oh, that Elvis he died, died in, in August 1977. Of that year. That's so sad. Okay. All right. I got married in 2001. What year did you get married? I did everything a year before you. Okay. So I'm okay, 2000. Perfect. So 2001, we got Britney Spears with the snake. We got Harry Potter. We've still got uh, the World Wrestling Federation, apparently. Still a big deal. Oh, oh, we've got Russell Crowe in that math movie. You know, a beautiful mind. Beautiful mind. Thank you. Wow. Lots of Britney Spears and the snake. We've got Jurassic Park. Toys R Us. Was that the year Toys R Us closed? I don't think so. I don't so. think so I don't think either. So. Remember, some of these are just random. Yeah, They're gonna some be... of these are just uh, random. Lots and lots of Harry Potter. Wow, 2001 feels kind of boring. It's like Harry Potter, Britney Spears football. That's I about it. I thought you were about to tell me you are going to get like 9-11 stuff, but maybe that's not turned into a gift. <laughs> maybe, hopefully not. That feels a little inappropriate. So, 2000, my year, is like almost exclusively Y2K stuff. Oh, interesting. Oh, oh yeah. and the election. And the election of okay. the year 2000, because that was the big George Bush, Al Gore, okay. Florida recount, yes. you know, where they're staring at yeah. stuff. So that also, but a lot of Y2K stuff. Okay. Like, oh, we're still here. Hey, oh, it didn't what happen. Did you, what did you do on Y2K? Anything? I was three weeks from getting married. And so it was like... Come on. We, I remember we were up at Carrie's parents' house for New Year's, and yeah. it was like... Like, it almost felt like the last hurdle that had to be cleared before we could get married. Like, mm-hmm. well, we need this to yeah. actually... We need the world not to end so we can get right, married. Right. Wow. Y2K was so crazy. Like, it was like, what is going to happen? Okay, I just went on chat GPT and I typed in significant events in 1988. So again, going back to when we were... I was 10 years old, okay? Summer Olympics in Seoul. 1988 is when the Summer Olympics were held in Mm -hmm. Seoul, Korea. The election of George H.W. Bush, 41st president, defeated Michael Dukakis. 
Pan Am Flight 103. Do you Ooh. remember that? It was Vividly. bombed over Vividly. Scotland. It killed like 260 people, it was I so think. so sad, yeah. and it was terrorist. I just listened to a podcast about that the other Did day. Did you really? I had forgotten. I mean, even the Pan Am, that was sort of the beginning of the end for them, mm-hmm. wasn't it? The end of the Iran-Iraq war. That came to an end in 1988. Nelson Mandela turned 70 in 1988. Okay, listen to this. The first internet worm. The first known computer worm to spread extensively throughout the internet, the Morris worm, was released in 1988. It highlighted the vulnerabilities of early computer networks and led to an increased effort to improve internet security. That's not a phrase you hear much anymore, but we used to detect, oh, my computer has a worm. I have a computer worm instead of a virus or something like that. Um, First transatlantic fiber optic Cable was in 1988. Okay, I'm going to do your year. Well, 1987, I already told you I got got Robin Williams in Good Morning Vietnam. This was one of my favorite shows that when I was this age, ALF. ALF came out in 1987. ALF ALF would be so dumb now. Yeah, ALF would be a really, really dumb show. Literally, ALF was an alien. Yeah. But he was cuddly. Yeah. Happened to live with this suburban family, and he ate cats. I still have my elf stuffed animal and elf really? trading cards. I loved elf. Uh, he had like a Brooklyn, New York accent. He was like, oh, I'm elf. Yeah, he yeah. did. Uh, the movie Three Men and a Baby came out. Ted oh, Danson and Tom that Selleck. Movie. And that movie was amazing. Steve yes. Uh, there was the big stock market Black Monday. Yeah, stock market crashed October 19th. 22.6%. Yes. Uh, so yeah, 1987 was uh, it was an okay year. The Chernobyl disaster was in 1987. Was it really? Yeah, apparently the disaster occurred in Ukraine in 1986, but it's uh, ev- the effects and extent became widely known in 1987. I also listened to a podcast about that recently. That really? was terrifying about how they tried to cover it up and people were still living around there and all this stuff. Yeah, no, Do you that know was... that the first Hubble Space Telescope repair happened in 1987? I did not know that. Yeah. That's something about your history Spuds you should know. Spuds McKenzie. <gasps> I loved him. I still have a Spuds McKenzie like button on a jean purse. That was a good. He was a he was a dog that sold beer. Is that right? Spuds McKenzie. Yeah, hence the name Spuds. There was also at this time a basketball player for the Spud Atlanta Webb. Hawks. Yeah, five foot Spud seven. Webb and Dominique Wilkins. That was their year too. I remember. I, <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I just Whoa. shocked you, didn't I? How did I? that just happen? I just Wait, shocked wh- what, what have you done with Aubrey? What have you done? I have a very, I have a very specific Atlanta uh, sports memory because I lived there when I was a kid. And I loved Spud Webb because he was, you know, short and cute. And and then his his team player was Dominique Wilkins. I don't, yeah. That's, Dominique was a much better player. Yeah, he was a much better Spud player. Webb but Webb won, everybody loved him because yeah, he won he the slam dunk contest at five foot seven, yeah, which was that's unbelievable. Right. That's right. And then Spuds McKenzie came along. No relation. They just happened to have a nickname. Hence, All right. Yes. It's fun to be nostalgic at the end of the show. Hopefully that uh, makes you start thinking of some blasts from the past, from your own childhood. Brian and I will be back again tomorrow from 4 to 6 p.m., For Brian Fromm, I'm Aubrey Sampson, and you've been listening to The Common Good on AM 1160. Hope for your life.